Welcome back to Throne of Chaos. As always, we are your hosts, Autumn and Kelsey. Today is our first bonus episode in celebration of my birthday. Happy birthday to Autumn. Where we are going to be discussing our unhinged chaos theories for the Sarah J. Mass universe. So spoilers for all three series. If you have not read all three, please save this episode and come back once you have. We would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. Please bear with us because this Word document that we've created is chaotic like our ideas and we will probably go off on many tangents as always we do not represent sarah j mass or bloomsbury publishing because obviously they have no idea we exist okay so start us off the first theory right off the bat (laughs) so the first one is kelsey's least favorite (laughs) which i don't mean anything bad by this one she just doesn't like it's a pop it's a very popular theory i just my heart and soul does not want to believe it (laughs) So I so this theory is based off the fact that I think Reese is related to Maeve. So Reese, Rune, and Maeve all have similar appearances. Yes, we know that Maeve changed her fey body to look like that, so we don't actually know what she really looked like. But we know that Maeve didn't have any children with Orcrus. But we don't know if she had any children prior to just showing up in Aurelia while she was world walking. So we have no idea how old Maeve is or how long she spent world walking before landing in Wendelin and going to Danielle. Like we have no idea about her previous life other than the fact that she spent time world walking. So I believe that the Damati powers stem from the vow as the only characters that we see use them are Maeve, the king of Adderlin, when he's possessed by the Valg, Erwin slash Duke, Parrington, Reese, Rune, Feyre, due to Reese giving her that power when she was made into a high fey, and the King of Highburn's twin niece and nephews. Also, Cormac's cousin friend from the Rune ordeal thing, um, which, side tangent, Rune gets his appearance from his mother's side of the family. So I don't think that Maeve was totally evil I don't think she was a great person, but I don't think she was evil. Um, I just think she wanted to escape Orcris. Yeah. <laughs> so my ears are plugged when it comes to Reese as a Valg theory because my mind just doesn't want to believe it, even though I know it could totally be true. Like, these arguments are pretty convincing. Maeve couldn't be his mother or his mother's side because he gets his Illyrian heritage through her. And he gets his Damati powers through his father, unless the in lineage is somehow on his father's side. Rune and the Avalon Fae could possibly be, because we just don't have enough info on them yet. We just, we kind of found out a little bit more in Hosab about the mists and the, I guess it's an island? It's an island. It's an island. And we know that his mother comes from that side. That's who he looks like. Rune looks like Reese. Obviously, they have so many similarities. Also, like Autumn touched on, Maeve gave herself that body, so we don't know how she was born. Also, this is kind of a tangent, too. She just showed up. Yeah. She just showed up. She just appeared. She was a dark queen that just showed up in the Thou universe. So, like, out of nowhere. Who knows what she comes She comes in. Um, another side tangent on to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing that's been going around by the fact that she just appeared, like, who are you? Yeah. What Who could you possibly What world be? did she show up in? But she she had that power. Like, she's obviously a strong 
being. She had that power. Mm -hmm. She, she, anyway, back to, back to this. The witches are also part Valg. We know this and they come in all sizes, shape, skin tone, hair color, eye color. We know that the one that they covet is Manon's color eyes, which is the eyes of the Valg King, those gold eyes. And also with Valg, the color of their blood comes into play. We know Valg have that black blood. Witches are part Valg. They have blue blood. I don't really know where that comes from. Anyway, so we know Reese has normal red blood. So if he is part Valg, maybe it's a little teeny tiny little bit. But we don't know. Anyway, so my thought is that Reese has a very, very, very small portion of Valg. Like, obviously, this would have been thousands of years since Maeve would have possibly ever been in Prithian, like at minimum 1500 years. So I think he would be a very far descendant, but I do think that his powers are very similar to the Valk heritage. And so we know that the Avalon Fae to seem very similar to the powers of the Night Court. So this just makes me think that maybe the Night Court Fae and the Avalon Fae are kind of part Valk or really part Maeve because we don't even really know if Maeve is Valg but that would also explain why they would be attached to the Illyrians specifically like why were the Illyrians placed over Ramiel they're a warring people so what exactly is going on in the night court to make them submit to being ruled by Fae when they consider themselves separate from Faye. They consider themselves to be only Illyrian, and that just itches my brain. Yes. So, side note, I have a headcanon that Risa's mom and Rune's mom, I think her name's Lauren. Lauren? I think so. Yes. We will double check ourselves. Look identical. I think they look absolutely identical, and I would just die for a scene of Reese seeing her and having like a heart attack because he finally sees his mom's face again after so long. And also think Reese, because we never get his last name. His last name is Donald. That comes, that's Cormac's last name. That's the side of the family, the Avalon Faye is. Reese is last name is Donald. Unless it's Moonbeam, it could also be that. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole nother note. That theory actually makes me want to cry. I know. That it, really makes real me want to cry. Just, I just think they look so much alike and he obviously loved his mother. They were super close in. And I feel like this theory that we've kind of been discussing but has gone on to seventy five different tangents at this point <laughs> is supported and expanded on by at Chemical Rosie on TikTok. So she talks about how she thinks Maeve is the mother and actually created Prithian. And in Tower of Dawn, one of her handmaidens says that the Val Kings ruled equal in power until the Dark Queen appeared. Notice how they said she just appeared. In Kingdom of Ash, Maeve told Aelin how she was born with power and that power wasn't inherited in her world. And how she married one of the Val Kings to get access to his library and learn how to world walk. And that she used the very language of existence itself. In Hosab, the Underking tells Bryce that Luna wasn't just a goddess, but a vat of life and used a secret language to write the world itself. And in Akatar, we see the tapestry that depicts the creation of Prithian, which shows an ancient language. So we see about this ancient language that was used, 
from existence itself to create things. And so they also mention um, how the cauldron was poured out from the middle, which is where the under the mountain, the sacred mountain is, the palace is there. So we, I think that Maeve went to Prithian to create a place where her children could safely live and grow knowing that she was being hunted by the Val Kings. And so that's why she left and ended up in Aurelia where she, you know, hid for so long. But she was mostly trying to get them off of the back of her children. But also if she isn't Val, then it kind of contradicts the first part of my theory. So like, what are you made? (laughs) What are you made? And I'm so ready for Crescent City 3. So we maybe figure out who the heck people are. I definitely can see that theory. It's really interesting, but it has holes for me personally. There's also another theory about Elaine. We'll kind of touch on a little bit later that she's working with the mother. And if Maeve is the mother, that couldn't be true. Also Maeve, is dead hopefully she's dead dead gone not coming back and i don't think we're technically done with the mother yet i think she's still going to have a role to play in the next akatar books but i just came across this yesterday and my mind was blown in akatar the very first one when the naga naga however you say that were in the woods and Feyre had trapped the cereal and they come and they say the dark mother has blessed us today And so I was like, "Mm, who's the Dark Mother? On Wikia, it says the Dark Mother is the counterpart to the Mother. So what if Maeve is the Dark Mother and she just world walked to Prithian and pretended to be, again, a fae queen like she did in Doranel, possibly before Thea saw through her and kicked her out of Prithian, not really sure. And the evil creatures like the Naga still worship her as the Dark Queen. I think Queen Thea was light and then Queen Maeve was the dark part. Which leads us perfectly into my next theory, which I'm piggybacking off Creative LBD on TikTok. This absolutely blew my mind when I saw it yesterday. Uh, Yes, it did. So Queen Thea is actually the mother. The mother goddess who created Prithian with the cauldron. She gave up her goddess form to become Fae, like Mala did in Throne of Glass. She then had her daughters and ruled over the dust court. I'm not sure at what time period this was, if all of the courts kind of existed how we know they do today. Because we know when it was first created, it wasn't developed divided up into courts mm-hmm. like that. So we don't really know the timeline, but I think where she ruled was obviously the area of the dust court. Then she went to Midgard during the crossing and Adis says in, I can't, I think it's Crescent City 1. It's the very end of Crescent City 1, yeah. Yeah. He says he will never forget the exact shine and hue of Thea's light. It is still a song in my blood. And there's a difference between Brass's starlight and Rune's starlight. So we know that not all starlight is the same and it's distinguishable. And back in Tog, Mala's flame is very distinct from the other flames. Mala was a goddess who became Fae for love. She had her children and then sacrificed herself in order to forge the lock. Aelin's flame is her flame. It's goddess flame. So in the same sense that Bryce's starlight is 
goddess Starlight and her starborn powers are from Thea directly. And the word Thea actually means goddess. Like Sarah just threw that in there. Like, oh, let me just make her name be meaning goddess. And I think Thea sacrificed herself in the same way that Mala could so the gates could be closed. And I think she returned to her goddess form after she was sacrificed on that battlefield with Peleus, whatever. And I think she's now back in Prithian guiding Elaine or possibly working through her. I would just like to add that we don't know if Queen Thea had her children with Theon mm-hmm. or if she had it with someone else, which I've seen the theory that people think that uh, Queen Thea's daughters are actually her children that she had with Aedius. And mm-hmm. I just want to know, when did she meet Aedius? When mm-hmm. did he fall in love with her? Like, what is the timeline? Because the timeline seems very scrunched from when she left Prithian to, to go to Midgard to the point where she was fighting everyone there. fighting in a war and Aedis wasn't there mm-hmm. when she died so like when did she have children yeah. and who did she have children with furthermore on a happy hermit on tiktok if you don't follow her she's a genius do it now because like go watch she has also an episode on her chaos theories they're good please just listen to her we Hi, Lily. We stand you. (laughs) We stand you. And if you ever listen to this episode, hi. Shout out to you. (laughs) So she believes that the cauldron is a portal to the void and that the void is the father of the princes of hell. And when Elaine went into the cauldron, the cauldron loved Elaine, loved her so much that it blessed her with powers. And if she is tied to the mother, the mother is actually Thea and Aedis loved Thea, then it's a full circle to why the cauldron loved Elaine and Aedis, I think, is working with Elaine as well. Somehow in Prithian. I think he's in the library. Yeah. I, th- I think he's in the library. Mm-hmm. In his cat form. It's, it's, it's got to. It's, it's, it's got to happen. Okay. Coming off of that theory, the next ones are about the Illyrians, and there's two that I find really interesting. The first is that they are made by the Asteri, and that they were the prototype for the angels. And this comes from a story Rigolus tells Bryce in that room mm-hmm. in their castle. I love a villain monologue when he tells us the history of... We get so ev- much information. Like, yes, thank you for telling us everything. Exactly. And he says that they, those prototypes, rebelled against their makers and they helped kick them out of the land. This also lines up with the Dasteri. Asteri are the Daglin in Akatar. We're not quite sure yet. It could be. It could be Valg. We don't really know. But we also know that that's how the Daglins were. The Daglins were like, kicked out. Yeah. I feel like two of the three are connected. Yeah. But when you try to match up all three, that's when things don't, yeah, don't line up. It doesn't line up. Yeah. yeah. But that's how Sarah is and anything can be a connection. So you just have to talk about it all. So that's the first theory about the Illyrians. The second is that they are male witches, which would technically make them half half Valg too. Which would also add to about if the Night Court are Valg and yeah. they're part Valg, why they would listen. And how Reese would be part Valg because he's half Illyrian. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, it checks out. So the witches have their yielding power, and it's very, very, very similar to the Illyrian's magic. And just imagine if the witches had siphons. My mom with siphons terrifies me. Exactly. She's she. They are they are 13. strong enough without it. Rest in peace to the thirteen. R.I.P. Guys. They wouldn't have had to have died. Also, we believe that their tattoos are protection word marks, and they are guiding something below Ramiel. Like, they were put on that mountain to protect it, to do something there. It wasn't just a coincidence that they live in the harshest climate imaginable, and they're a warrior race, a warrior clan. Mm-hmm. Also, Lily, Happy Hermit again, just released a theory about this. She goes into more detail in, about the word marks and the protection all. It's gold. Just just go check out her TikTok and her Instagram and her podcast. So we are just go over there. <laughs> Free promo. <laughs> because she she blows our minds with the things she says. It checks out. Um, so also to add to this, when Regulus alludes to the fact that the angels were the second version of the Illyrians. And we assume this because he says that the there was a prototype that they created initially and that they turned on them. So also, the, also, just to squeeze in, the angels can regrow their wings when they're cut off. Yes. The Illyrians. The Illyrians cannot. It's done. It's done when they're, so that's like an upgrade. Yeah. That would be an improvement mm-hmm. on your prototypes. Um, so if the Illyrians are male witches, then they are part Valg. And that means Hunt is part Valg as an angel. And we know there's something special about Hunt's father, which is a whole another can of worms that I cannot even think about right now. Um, but I would just like to add that Hunt's eyes are onyx, which checks out because a lot of the Valg all have, or people being possessed by Valg all have the black eyes. And Bryce's eyes are the same color as Manon's, which is the same color as the Autumn King, which is that amber yellow color that mm-hmm. freaked out the Valg prince that was possessing Dorian. Because it's the color of the Valg king eyes. Yep. So so going on a whole new rant, um, this one is one of my favorites. <laughs> this one's unhinged, okay? It is absolutely <laughs> unhinged. And I love it so much for that. So we will be talking ships. We will be talking who we think's going to end up together. It's just our opinions. If yeah. you agree, you agree. If you don't, you don't. You can still appreciate it. Honestly, at the end of the day, I have no skin in the game of like what couples end up together. Like, mm-hmm. I trust Sarah to yes, make the it's, best it will decision. Be, it will be well written yeah. when we get it. Even if it's something we hate, the way it's written, I feel we'll accept it. Yes. yes. If we could go from loving Tamlin to hating Tamlin to hating Reese to loving Reese, we can do anything. Oh, yeah. So, mine is that I don't think Elaine and Lucian are actually mates. And I think that Lucian knows this. He does not act like the other mates that we've read act towards their loved one. He doesn't seem to understand her needs. He's always clueless around her. And he's willing to stay away with no issue. Like, for all of A Court of Silver Flames, he was just gone and we know that like Reese legitimately struggled Mm -hmm. being away from Feyre once he realized that she was his mate and it just does not seem 
to be the same way with Lucian, which we've never heard his thoughts. So we don't really know how he feels, but we're going to go with that. It doesn't bother him. So this is where we get unhinged. My unhinged theory is that due to Helion being his dad, he could sense that the bond was actually between Elaine and Tamlin and knew that Tamlin wasn't in a place to handle having a mate. So he grabbed onto the bond and announced that him and Elaine were mates. Because when he, if you go back and read it, he goes, mates, pauses, and then goes, you're my mate. I think his initial, oh yes, a big thing is how Tamlin reacted to Elaine going in the cauldron. Read that part and then go back and read how Reese reacts to Feyre getting killed by Amarantha. Like, very similar. Very Mm -hmm. similar. This was also adding on to that. What if his visits to the Spring Court after all is said and done after Akawar are actually about that? He was checking in with Tamlin about Elaine, about her well-being, what was going on kind of keeping tabs on her. And I think they had some sort of fallen out because Tamlin had just let himself go. Mm-hmm. And Lucian doesn't want to be that person for him anymore. He he can't stand the way his friends act in, and he's always put him first. He literally has because he feels an obligation to him because he saved him from his family and everything he's done for him throughout all the years. So then Lucian leaves, joins the Band of Exiles, and really doesn't keep in touch with what's happening in the night court, what's happening with Elaine. He doesn't really know. And I feel like you said, a mate wouldn't be able to bear that separation. Would care. Would, would, would Exactly. Would be. Would constantly be checking in. Are they okay? Are they okay? Are they okay? Because Reese used every single excuse. Yeah. He could find. Exactly. To check in on Feyre. And. I feel if he's no longer keeping tabs for her for Tamlin, then that just makes sense. And I also think that we get so many references about how much Elaine would belong in the Spring Court. And I know there's just people that believe that like Lucian's going to be the High Lord of the Spring Court. That's not physically possible. Mm -mm. Like I don't see that happening on any aspect but we get so many references of how she belongs there. So it's, I just feel like in the end of it all, she's mm-hmm. going to end up in the spring court mm-hmm. because everybody talks about how much that place is lame. I think it would be weird for this just a little bit because her Tamlin and her sister were obviously together. I mean, Feyre literally died for him, but I don't know. True love's true love. Mates are mates. I think they'll be able to get over it. If if the whole more Asriel and Cassian can all still be friends, yeah. then then this can still be be a thing. But on another note, we don't obviously we don't know much about Elaine yet. We don't True. get her interactions. She's we have zero thoughts. Zero we have thoughts. zero thoughts exactly. from Elaine's point of view. Exactly. I just want one sentence of her thoughts, just so I can know what's going on in there what tone she speaks in yeah so other than the obvious of her outward things that she lets people see you know her love of garden gardening her soft-spokenness her general fragileness and needing to be protected 
But I think the experiences in the cauldron and everything she went through, becoming a seer, becoming Faye, could have changed her as well. Because Feyre says who she was with Tamlin is what she needed at the time. She was happy in Akatar. She got to not be in survival mode for the first time in forever. But now she's just not that person anymore. She's grown, she's evolved, and she needs different things. And I think Elaine could be the same, and she could just be keeping up appearances of who she used to be. Mm-hmm. Because obviously she's keeping secrets. Obviously she's doing something. We have no idea what she was doing at all yeah, in A Court she, of Silver Flames. But and that's know just she, a know, whole new rant. Yeah, <laughs> and we know she lied about it. Oh, yeah. So something there's going on, and I can't wait for it all to come out. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to get and her... Her point of view, I think she's going to be an awesome character. Oh, yes. I'm she excited. She might completely change and be this. And I feel like with her, the only, no matter who you put her with currently at the moment with the options that we have, mm-hmm. it will be a messy relationship. Yeah. Like if she goes with Azriel, that's messy because she left a mating bond if Lucian is her actual mate. Mm-hmm. If she sticks with Lucian, then that's just sad because he's been rejected this whole time and he didn't really try in the relationship yeah like so either way who she ends up with if it's those options it's going to be messy or maybe we may just get an off the wall character that we haven't even met yet Mm -hmm. like yeah we don't know but speaking of tamlin a little more unhinged again (laughs) um that's why we're doing just our unhinged thoughts um i think tamlin is a Throne of Glass Fae. I think he's a descendant of Throne of Glass Fae. And specifically, I think he might be a descendant of Brannon. Because we know that Brannon and Mala had multiple children. We don't even know who Brannon's heir is. Mm-mm, we only get Elena. Who, yeah, we only get Elena. Who went to. Who's obviously not the heir. The because, house. Because she was allowed to marry marry and move to a different country and become a queen of a different country than mm-hmm. her own homeland. So I think that she he might be a descendant of them. He has the same personality traits of the Tog Fae in the fact that he bit Thera. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Rowan talks about how the Throne of Gas Fae, like they bite who they're interested in. Like, that's a big thing with them. And we don't ever see Reese do that. Mm-hmm. We don't ever see any other Prithian Fae do that kind of thing. Also, the way Tamlin shifts mm-hmm. is very reminiscent of the way that the Tog Fae shift. Like, mm-hmm. the bright flash of light every time he changes. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is what actually gave Feyre her ability to shift, like, shape shift into other beings because favor can shift into anything right not just a high lord form Mm -hmm. um and i think that tamlin's descriptions is very reminiscent of aelin and adion who are both descendants of Mm -hmm. brandon and mala Mm -hmm. on board with that he is togfei i think with his shifter form he's that beast Mm mm-hmm and I think that's his High Lord form. Yes. And I think because he he thinks he's just a shifter, he can shift into his High Lord form. They all can shift into their High Lord form. Has he even tried to shift into anything else? He probably hasn't. I think he could. I think he could probably could. How else could. can Feyre shift into anything, any person, 
I would oh, love nice. to see Faber try to shift into being Reese. Yeah. And just <laughs> pretend or to shift be into Cassian <laughs> and pretend to be sorry. That was a complete it just hit me. <laughs> that would be hilarious. But I, I think he only shifts into that form because mm-hmm. that's his high lord form. He's comfortable in that form, but but he can shift other people. He shift his centuries and yep. wolf. So we know Brandon knew of the word gates. He had a word key. He knew of Maeve. She was a world walker. She wasn't one of the actual queens. So it makes sense that one of his heirs could have world walked, could have used the word key. They all knew about it. Exactly. Elaine knew about it. Yeah. So they could totally have ended up in Prithian. Not Elaine. Elena. Elena. (laughs) His line could have ended up in Prithian. It just makes sense. We also know he has that blonde hair in common with Aelin and Adian. His eyes are more like Lysandra's, that green with the gold flecks. But she could have chosen that eye color. We don't really know. I don't know. Did she keep her eyes the same? I mean, she... I can't remember. She doesn't actually know what she's supposed to right. look like. And when he shifts, like you said, there's that flash of light, like Rowan in the Togfei. Even though Feyre's shifting is more like Lysandra's, is kind of slowly yeah. morphed into that being. And his canines... We know that when he bites Feyre in the scene of Kalanmai, his his lengthened canines, he could be partially shifted yes. at that point. But it just reminds me of the Tog Fey. Aelin in her Fey form, she's got the canines, all the other ones. So, yeah, it just makes sense. Yes. And speaking of Brandon and Mala's children, I think that Lydia is a descendant of them. So we know that she is a Tog Fey. We know that her father is Tog Fey because she's a shifter and she shifts into a stag. Hello. Wink, wink. Um, Lord of the North. Like, hello. Um, we also know that her mother is a witch. So if we don't know if the witches in. If all witches are related. Sarah, we need to know. Are all witches are related? Even though to me, CC witches are more of a mix between. The healers and the witches and Tog put together. That yes. reminds me of the Crescent City witches. Yes. They seem less like the Iron Teeth mm-hmm. version of the witches. Mm-hmm. But we also know that she, when she's mind speaking with Rune, that she conceals herself in fire. Mm-hmm. And she has blonde hair and gold eyes. Golden eyes. Golden so, eyes. Literally Manon. Manon. Besides the hair color, blonde and then white. But so still if her golden eyes. So if the witches are Valg, then that shows that if the witches are the same kind of witches mm-hmm. from Tog in Crescent City, then that explains how she got the golden eyes. Mm-hmm. So she could be more of the Cochrane version of witches. Mm-hmm. They do seem a little bit closer so to them than so the Iron she's Teeth. Half Brandon's line, half and Valk. half witch. Half witch, half Valk. Half witch, Valk. <laughs> yeah. So, she's, all, she's got everything. Yeah. But I'm very intrigued by her, and mm-hmm. I literally can't wait. Yeah. Um, This next one is <laughs> totally off the wall, and I have zero supporting evidence. Like, none. All I know is that, so, in A Court of Silver Flames, they mention the sword, Narbin. I think that's how that's pronounced. Mm-hmm. I've never actually said it out loud. Sure. Um, I think, and that sword is the opposite of Gwydion. I think that 
Narbin is actually the king of Adderlin's sword. No, no talk. No tongue. No tongue. No tongue. No tongue. No tongue. <laughs> if you know how this is pronounced, I please. listen to the audiobooks, and honestly, this is all autumn. I don't know nothing about these swords. <laughs> <laughs> I was just rereading A Court of Silver Flames, and I was looking into Gwydion mm-hmm. um, to kind of go on to theories based on that. But then I noticed that they were talking about Narvin, and so I find it weird that Sarah J. Mass, when she names a sword, like, that sword has meaning. It's important. Yes. And she mentioned no tongue in Throne of Glass and then never really mentions it again. Mm-hmm. And like, it's supposed to be this all powerful sword that anybody who faces it doesn't live to see the, the end of the day. Like, mm-hmm. no one's been able to beat this sword. And then in A Court of Silver Flames, they mention that Amaretha found Narbin and threw it into the ocean because wow. it wouldn't work for them. Oh, okay. Because it didn't work for her. And she didn't want... Anyone else to have it. Yeah. Because... Mm -hmm. Which is good. Because if the King of Hybern would have got it, that would have been a whole different series. Mm -hmm. So I think that Narbin accidentally fell through the rift. And this would kind of... If Throne of Glass and Akatar are happening at the same time, this Mm -hmm. would have been about 50-so years ago. So prior to the King getting possessed by the Vow, because we know Mm -hmm. he got possessed in his... 20s so right around the time that dorian was born Mm -hmm. which is a whole nother rant for later Mm -hmm. um but this is what is said in a court of silver flames it said amarantha destroyed one rumor claimed she dumped one in the sea it would not come to amarantha's hand nor the hands of any of her commanders rather than let the king of hybern attain it she disposed of it narbin at least that's what the rumor was you were under the mountain reefs. She would have kept it secret. I only heard of it from a fleeing water nymph that it had been done. Narbin was even older than Gwydion. And then later on in chapter 55 of Akasif, um, Nesta asks, what is Narbin? Lanthes asked about it. He said that my sword isn't Narbin. And he sounded surprised. And Reese goes on to say that Narbin is the death sword. It's lost possibly destroyed, but stories say it slayed even monsters like Lanthes. So I just feel like this sword has to come back. Yeah. Like you can't just offhandedly mention it and we don't know what it looked like and we don't know truly what its powers were, just that it was the opposite of Gwydion. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if she's just going to offhandedly mention something like this, it's, it's not a, a coincidence. It's important. Nothing is a coincidence Mm-mm. with her. Not also, a single thing. it just reminds me of Thor. Like, they're not worthy to use the sword. Oh, yes. Yes. So, coming back to the King of Hybern again. He is one of the Val Kings, or at least a prince. He's described as having hateful black eyes. We know princes, when you're possessed, you have black eyes. Mm-hmm. We don't know how old he is. He has knowledge that no one else has about the wall, about the cauldron, about the history of Prithian. He has his ancient spell book, which I believe could most likely be written in word marks. He can read word marks. Oh, definitely. And I think he wants the cauldron, not specifically to tear down the wall, but we believe, 
like we said earlier, that it's a gate, a portal. Mm -hmm. And he wants to travel, world walk again to find his brothers. And I'm almost positive that the Book of Breathings was written, written, was written in work marks. I will have to reread some of these scenes, mm -hmm. but a happy hermit, shout out again, mentions that Amran definitely knows what word marks are. She just hasn't told anyone. And I think that Reese has an idea about them, but he doesn't understand what it is yet. Mm -hmm. But I think Amran understands, especially when you think about how she responded to the Book of Breathings mm -hmm. when she got it. Like, yeah. How she freaked out about what language it was written in. And plus, I think she used word marks to try to help her and Feyre get out of that tomb that they were being enclosed into. And also, I think they, Reese knows, and also they know what word marks is. But I think that they don't think it's relevant information for their current predicament, which was Wrong. dealing with Hybern. And I think they just think it's an old language, maybe need need to relearn it. And I'm sure Reese has his theories on it. I'm sure he's been researching. He's had the priestess. What was her name in the library? I'm drawing a blank. Oh, my God. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, anyway. The mean one. Yeah. Can't remember. What's her name? You're, you're probably <laughs> screaming it at us. You're but. screaming it at us. And I'm normally yeah. that person when I'm listening to a podcast and my brain just went. Yeah. So he has her researching it. Amarin's also relearning the language. We know she's reteaching herself to read the Book of Breathings. I think that's word marks. And did I think that Amran knows how to use them? Yeah. And she just, she never shares any she information. No. She knows so much. Amran, can you just tell us something? And no one asks. No, yeah, nobody like, ever asks. They're like, a if question. she wanted to tell us, she would. It's like, no, ask the question. I, I'm with Abs. I would be stalking her because he knows she has the answers. Exactly. And she just does not speak them. Speak, Amran. Right. Speak. For her relearning them. Her getting the Book of Breathings, even though it's now lost, which mm -hmm. I think it's in Lenathian. Jessica yeah, has it. I think it's with Jessica. And I think this so will definitely come into play for the crossover. Oh, yes. Is them relearning this old ancient language. And I think Bryce is going to have to learn it because she has the power with Luna's horn mm -hmm. to jump through realms, worlds, portals, whatever the in the world she's doing yeah and so i think that's something that amarin's gonna have to speak up and teach and her. teach her yeah like she was teaching or maybe things. dream world aelin will show up out of nowhere and be like oh yeah those are word marks or you want to go to you want to travel worlds here you go yeah i can teach you i know how to do it the second theory on the king of hybern that i like a little bit more have a little bit more evidence for is that he is one of the asteri mm -hmm. and he actually wants the cauldron to Again, world walk, travel to a different world and find his brothers and sisters, find where they set up shop, where they made this planet. And he hates the humans just like in Crescent City. He refuses mm -hmm. to give up his slaves. I think his island, the island of Hybern, is so depleted of resources because he's been eating and using up all the magic of mm -hmm. the land, just like the Asteri. And he has strong raw power, it's described, when we see him actually use it. And it's described as white hot magic, just like Regulus when Bryce was trying to escape in Hosab, when he just points and whatever comes out of his hand. Also, when he creates the collar of light around Tamlin's neck and wrist so he can't move, just reminds me of Regulus making Hunt's crown. Just like you can't do anything about it. 
I also think that the King of Highburn is like interested in the cauldron because he got left behind when Thea walked over and then closed mm-hmm. the portals um, into Prithian. He got yeah. left in Prithian. And so mm-hmm. he's just been trying to live on his own as like the Siri normally do. Mm-hmm. And obviously that didn't work out well for him because he's dead now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and been living in this that yeah. fey body, just whatever. Yeah, that and we've is. never, we don't actually know what the Asteri are like actually supposed they're to they're just like beings yeah Honestly, like what they is remind their... me of amran in her yes. her true form to yes. be honest so also we'll never back, find out we'll never find out back to the beginning with his i don't know his everyone on the island seems evil all of his little yeah. henchmen whatever his, his niece and nephew were doing yeah was creepy yeah to the children of the blessed they all hate humans i think they're either all Valg influence, they all have a prince or something in them, which they all have the hateful eyes, those black hateful eyes, or he's an What Asteri. color eyes do the Asteri have? I don't we know. never looked into this. No. I think probably just whatever eyes they give them. I don't think, okay, I don't think the Asteri are Valg. I think yeah, more no. closely the Asteri are the Daglin. Oh, yes. So. Uh, I agree with that statement. In the same sense that I think the King of Hybern is something else. I think the Autumn King is one of the Val Kings as well. Possibly Orcus. He just knows too much. Way too much. He has this solar system thing. When Rune visits him, he has his prism. He's trying to see how light travels through the world. Which Reese is also looking at. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. He knew immediately what those numbers were that Bryce had written down in her office regarding the Asteri. He knew immediately what those are. He knows what they are. Oh, yeah. He definitely knows what they're doing. He's either doing something under the radar or they have some type of understanding. It's like, you're something else. We're something else. We're going to play these roles. Yes. But also when you, um, Rune is talking about at whatever point he would be able to take over for his father because Mm -hmm. Micah was trying to aggravate the Autumn King and like hint that his powers are lessening. And Rune even mentions that it's weird that his dad hasn't faded in powers at all. And when right. you think about Maeve. They're immortal. They and never, Irwin. They don't age. They, they don't, don't age. They don't yeah. lose their powers. Like yeah. Maeve outlasted yeah. Mala. And we know as they breed, especially on Midgard, because they're not getting their magic from the land anymore because mm-hmm. it's a made planet, that they're getting less and less and less powerful. The Vanir yes. are. But the Autumn King still has all of his power. He's yeah. not fading. He's not aging. Definitely. Also, his eyes, we keep talking about their eyes. Eyes are important. Black eyes. He has amber eyes. Amber, pretty much gold. Yeah. Gold eyes. He's got him. Also, Just like Bryce. Yep. And I think he got stuck in Midgard when the gates were closed. When all mm-hmm. that happened, he was world walking, trying to find Maeve. He got stuck there. And... Just like the Asteri, he's trying to reopen the gates, trying to figure out how to world walk again. And he didn't even realize his daughter could do it the whole time. Exactly. And she got his amber eyes. She looks exactly like him, not like her mom at all. Yeah. And Rune looks nothing like him. He looks completely like his mom. Also, he's just a trash, a trash man. He's just evil. He really is. What he does to Rune, what literally he does to anyone. Yeah. So I'm definitely... The Autumn King is something. He's he's 
We have some questions for him. We have lots of questions. We have all the questions. Our last theory is also based on Crescent City, Hosab. Yes. I don't believe that Cormac and Sophie Renast are dead. No. I just don't get the point of introducing her character with these special abilities, this Thunderbird who can bring down the Asteri, just for us to find out later that she died. Yeah. And I know Sarah could have used her as a bridge for Cormac, bringing him in. This is why he's on the rebel side. He loved her. But I just think there's more to it. And if not, then her little brother, Emil, he definitely has the Thunderbird power. This power is going to be important for bringing down the Asteri. Yes. And the one person we know that has it is dead. And the other one who's related to her doesn't have it. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. It seems counterproductive to introduce this super powerful mythical Thunderbird, which mm-hmm. we never even really found out exactly what that means, mm-hmm. and just have her die at the beginning of the book and then not even tell us to the mm-hmm. middle. I think it would be, it would have been more beneficial for her, especially as a sibling, would all she was trying to do was like save her brother mm-hmm. to fake her death because yeah. then no one's looking for her. Yeah. No one's looking for her if she's dead. No one's messing with her brother because he's now hidden. And that's her main goal. That's all yeah, she really cared about. Yeah, that's all she cared about. She had she didn't care about mm-hmm. the war that was going on or anything like that. And I just seem like if she is dead, then I think dead characters are going to come back into play at some time. Because Definitely. we're not done with Danica. We're not. And we're not done with Sophie. And I we don't think, have a body for Cormac. Yeah. We don't have There's a- nobody. Nobody, no crime. We don't have. Mm-hmm. Also... I think he somehow winnowed out after incinerating Pippa in the mech, yes. mech suits. But he has the power of fire. Like, that's his power. So, wouldn't he be immune to being burned? Like, Aelin, you can just burn. Yeah. You're not. Like, the flame just kind of, like, right. rushed off of him. He pretended to be dead. And then or he, he, he winnowed he walked out. out of that. We don't know because Therion had to leave because he was an idiot. Yeah. So, we don't know. I think she survived. Sophie somehow survived. And... We're about to see them and, in CC3. And they're with the Mini Waters people just hanging out in mm-hmm. the sea, which I want to learn more about those folks as well because they're pretty dang cool. So, hope you stayed with us for all of that. That was our first bonus episode. Again, happy birthday to Autumn. Yay! And if you agree with any, if you disagree with any, if you have your own theories, just let us know. You can find us on Instagram at Throne of Chaos Pod. We would love to talk with you and chat with you all things Sarah J. Mass over there. Or you can reach out to us with any questions or concern at throneofchaospodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.